gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's Monday morning. Tomorrow is uh, July 4th, Independence Day. We'll be on today, but we'll be taking July 4th off. We'll see you tomorrow. I am broadcasting from high atop Mount Eagle Mountain, and I hope the rest of you are doing something fun with your family and loved ones uh, elsewhere. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number three, Mr. Jim York. No, dude number one. Sorry, I apologize. Number one dude, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Get off that nickel so early in the morning. Right oh, I got you. All right. It's a beautiful day up here. I hope y'all are having a beautiful day there. Uh, you know, and I, I did read that in a show of solidarity with uh, Ukraine and Zelensky, uh, President Biden has canceled the 2024 elections, just as Zelensky has canceled the 2024 elections in Ukraine. Um, so, yeah, there's that. But even more interesting, though, uh, at the Trump rally in Pickens, South Carolina this weekend, where crowds are estimated as high as 75,000 people. Uh, Lindsey Graham was booed off the stage <laughs> because because of his support for the war in Ukraine. Uh, and that's that's a military, South Carolina is a place that, you know, that's a military state. Uh, you know, I think, I think people are starting to see that Ukraine's just wrong. It's a money pit. It's a money pit. It's hard to tell who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. Uh, there's money going out the back door in suitcases, and um, it, it's you know Lindsey Graham and John McCain and Liz Cheney and they're they ilk. They want a war with Russia. I mean that's that's at least been flushed out. They want a war with Russia. They've wanted a war with Russia for years, and how that's in the United States' interest is just hard for me to see. I think you're all wrong, just plain wrong. You don't see the big picture. You're looking through a, a pee hole. <laughs> Y'all look at one little area, and that's supposed to be the gospel. But, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not looking at the big picture internationally, Del. And that, I've said that over and over and over. I don't know when y'all ever believe it, but probably never. But it's about the international uh, group of countries that's band together the to stop a tyrant from just going in a country and taking it. And it, it it's not trying to engage in, in war. We're trying to reduce the conflict between Russia and that country. What, what kind, well, I, understand, what, what, I understand what you're saying. Go on, Clay. Well, what kind of international threat does that <laughs> does Russia or does Ukraine in this conflict with Russia impose on us? Well, it does. It, it, it does exactly. It poses exactly. a lot it does. because it's about the aggression, aggression of one country over another country. Now, you you look at little Ukraine that could start off, and then eventually 
it could take over other countries in Europe. And finally, you won't have a Europe. Well, we saw well, the, we saw this with Georgia, what, 10 years ago? Well, we didn't get involved then. Well, Georgia's always been connected to Russia. So is Ukraine. You, Ukraine devoted themselves of that plague. So, you know, it's a whole new ball game. Every country has a different history, uh, Clayton. Every country has a different reason why it splits from Russia. Well, Mr. York, I understand what you're saying, but, you know, I mean, I get it. You're, you're saying that, you know, the United States should act when another country, uh, you know, invades another country. But to me, what you're saying is the United States should be the world's policeman. Uh, you know, that whenever any wrongs are done, that we go stop them and arrest the perpetrators. Uh as a country, using our military. But other countries are engaged, Dell. It's just not us by ourselves. There are other European countries vehemently opposing this aggression by Russia. Well, I just have a hard time with that. Uh, And what it does, it makes us judge, judge, jury, and and, uh, punisher. I mean, we're the ones who decide who's in the right, who's in the wrong. And, um, you know, it's just not I'm, – I'm like Clayton. It's not clear to me who's in the right and who's in the wrong here and in some other conflicts we've gotten into. Oh, it, it, we're, the only, we're one of the power con- countries that's opposing Russia, but Europe is another one. France is another one. Those are also large companies. Uh, countries that oppose the aggression. France, so France it's has, not that we're calling the shots. They're calling the shots because it's closer to them than it is to us. France has their own problems right now, and we can talk about that here shortly. But I, I brought it up last week, Mr. York. If China invades Taiwan, are we expected to get involved in that? Because that would just be stupid on our part, in my opinion. Well, I don't know. You know, it depends on, on the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, we, we've been through this, and, and Mr. Shork, I understand what you're saying, and I just, we, going back to the Vietnam War and going forward, we've lost some 80,000 young Americans. We risk uh, losing, you know, more young Americans uh, in Ukraine if that thing escalates like it may well do, and um, it's just hard to say that Losing 80,000 people in Vietnam, the first Gulf War, the second Gulf War, Afghanistan. It's hard to say that those 80,000 lives were lost uh, and were lost in gaining much of anything. Well, you know, it, it, it's a major mess. I agree with that over here in Ukraine. But when you see mercenaries that Putin hired, turn back and start to attack him and then stop attacking him, you know, it's 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 really messed up. So, I, you know, yeah. you can't predict what the future is going to be about this conflict, but I know the countries, NATO, they're all in alliance with trying to stop Russia from unne- unnecessary aggression on another country. Well, I mean, I agree there, you know, Germany, France, I mean, yeah, Ukraine is at their back door, and they've got an interest there. It's much more difficult for me to see the United States having an interest. 
And uh, whoever said that Germany can't, uh, you know, take care of themselves in a military way? I don't know. Let's change what I think uh, people have been talking about over the weekend, and and they've just been there've been victory dances by the right, histrionics by the left, and these Supreme Court decisions that were handed down Friday. Uh, and Miss York, I'd be interested in your take on. I mean, are, which, which ones do you think are the most egregious in, in your point of view? I think probably the affirmative action one uh, does a lot of damage to the social fabric of this country because we're still in a tizzy with the racial issue, and they uh, ruled as if everything was settled. And and then what goes back to me is all these folks that voted uh, to stop affirmative action, except Clarence Thomas, the recent Supreme Court justices, in the hearing said that it was settled law, just like they did about the abortion. It was settled law, star decisis, and and all of them have lied, just outright lied in. How can you have a Supreme Court of this land start to lean more political, more political every day? That that should they are setting policy now rather than ruling on issues. And that case also with the LGBTQ, that was a fake case and they made a ruling on it. How dumb is that? Now wait, what's a fake case? I mean why why do you say it's a fake case? The, the, because there was no plaintiff. The, 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 the person that was supposed to be a gay person was married uh, uh, with child. <laughs> and, and they never contacted this, Kate, this, uh, this uh, Internet company to do anything. Uh, that's not my understanding of the case. My understanding of the case is that the, the uh, Internet company, in effect, filed a lawsuit for a declaratory judgment claiming that the... Colorado law in question impinged on their rights. And so, if that's the case, no, there really was no opposing party other than, well, the opposing party would have been the state of Colorado. Yeah, but they, but there was no plaintiff as as they claimed in that case. Uh, they argued uh, and, and made a ruling on something that had no, no person in standing. Well, it was I, all fabricated. I, well, I agree with you. There's no plaintiff, but in in that case, the and I, you know I don't know what Colorado law is, but uh, the the internet provider sued the state of Colorado, basically saying that this Colorado law impinges uh, constitutionally upon their freedom of speech, and and they won. Now you brought up several things, Mr. York. I mean, my my. You know, there have been so much. Uh, first of all, the victory laps being done by conservatives, I, I, I don't like that. That makes the court look political. That's another debate we're going to have here in a minute or two. Uh, unfortunately, I agree with you. What this court has done is given the entire country the idea that uh, the court's just our political creatures and whoever's got the most on there is going to win. Now you routinely see any kind of federal case where the any news reports, whether conservative or old-time liberal, 
they always point out who appointed the judge, whether it was a Democrat or Republican. And this is bad. And so I agree that this court has uh, has created the perception that they they are political and that all justice in the federal system is political. Um, and yeah, so yeah, and you know when when you look at the Supreme Court or any court, any judge, it doesn't make a difference. Shouldn't make a difference whether they are Democrat, Republican, or Independent or whatever. Because they should be trying to interpret the law as it exists uh, and and try to to resolve an issue. But again, like you said, uh, like we agreed on that when you start going right or left or in the center because it's favorable, it's it's becomes more and more political and that court loses its credibility and when the Supreme Court of this land loses its credibility, then the state Supreme Court loses its credibility. Then basically the local courts lose their credibility. So it becomes nothing. We have I, no I law. Agree. That's, and that's on the judicial side. In the meantime, though, you know, the Department of Justice and the FBI have totally lost their credibility with the American people. But Let's go back to the, let's go back to these two decisions that you commented on, and, and I mean my my response basically to both of them is they're not going to change lives in America at all. Uh, let's let's talk about the uh, case about admissions at Harvard or whatever. Harvard has already said that they're not going to change they're, they're not going to you know make decisions based on race anymore. But they're going to ask applicants to write an essay about how racism <laughs> has affected their lives or not. So, you know, nothing's going to change. Absolutely nothing. And the, the Internet religion case is not going to change anything either. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorsales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm.
And when I hear about this case, you know, they'd have to look at all the test scores and find some that Asian students scored better than, you know. And, and, and we've stereotyped Asians to be the smartest group of people on the planet. That's not true. You've got well, smart Asians, smart blacks, smart Caucasians, smart Hispanics. Just it's it's a normal distribution curve. Well, I mean that's that's all true, and all of it's true in some aspects. My my point is though, we're talking about these cases, <laughs> and you know Harvard. I mean, the same day the case was handed down. They said, okay, we're not going to consider race anymore, but we want all our applicants to uh, write an essay on how racism has affected our lives or not. So they're just going to keep right on doing what they've been doing. Uh, and, and you know, there's more than one way to figure out what race somebody is. And and uh, and, and they're still going to get lawsuits, I bet you. You know, they're still going to have people that, that make allegations. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't admitted because... I've got this issue and that issue, and it just becomes a damn circus, man. Well, they may well get lawsuits. I mean, that's, you know, lawsuits are always out there for anybody. Uh, college or business is out there, and, and so that's grist for the judicial mill. And, uh, you know, I don't know if courts are ever going to – I mean, it seems to me it's going to be very difficult to be thought police. So what about the legacy? What about the legacy? Is that an issue? Why should people have legacies to be admitted? That's a leg up. You know, my, you know, of course, my daughter went to Yale. My impression that was that legacies didn't count for much. They, yeah, they all... legacies, legacies don't count. And, and if you go to a military establishment, race does count. <laughs> You go to a military academy, race does count. If you get trying to get in the military, race counts. So how dumb is that? Well, I'm not sure what you're talking about now. Well, you know, that affirmative action ap- applies to everything except military academies and the military. Right, but I mean, we I, do you perceive a problem in the military discriminate against black folks these days? I mean, I don't. No, but see, the military has always been the one that tried to have a less discrimination than any other body. And now they're saying, okay, we're not going to mess with that because it's working. But there is affirmative action in the military. There is, you know, that, that's that been used for a number of years. Right. All right. Well, I mean, I want to get back to this Harvard case, though. I mean, like I said, Harvard came out the that very day goes, you know, we're not going to change the way we're doing business a bit. And what, so, I mean, you're saying, okay, there's going to be more lawsuits. Well, there may be, but what you have to do to bring these lawsuits is get in Harvard's head. And, you know, are they looking at these applications and going, all right, we need more blacks, admit this guy. You know, it's very difficult to be the thought police for anybody. The court can't say, we got to know that your thinking is pure. You just cannot enforce a decision like this, and it's not going to be enforceable. Uh, so it's really a nullity. So so is that going to apply to sports too, Dale? When Harvard's looking at the number of players, and, and like UT, is that going to be apply to UT also? 
I don't, I don't understand what you're saying, Mr. Wolf. Are they going to apply this this new guideline of affirmative action to football players and basketball players and soccer players and, and whatever, baseball players? What about the NBA? Yeah, the NBA. Well, I mean, Clayton, Mr. Wolf, y'all are – I don't – I mean, what – Who's accused the University of Tennessee's football team of discriminating or uh, or uh, well, either of uh, recruiting more blacks in an affirmative action way for the team or discriminating against blacks? Well, well Tennessee is hurting. University of Tennessee is hurting. There's a 7% minority black population at the University of Tennessee. There's a 3% Hispanic population at the University of Tennessee and only a 3% uh, uh, Asian population at the University of Tennessee. And they only have 7% black faculty at the University of Tennessee. Now, at Tennessee State, it's 22% Caucasian faculty and a 30%, uh, uh, I mean, 22% in terms of attendance of Caucasians at, at Tennessee State and a 30% rate of, of Caucasian faculty at Tennessee State. There's a big imbalance in this state between well, wait, UT wait, wait. and Tennessee State. Wait a minute. I thought I thought we were talking about how this affirmative action decision of the Supreme Court on Friday might impact college sports. And is that what we're talking about, or are we talking about something else? Well, yeah, but we're talking about the overall how affirmative action needs to be uh, uh, that that University of Tennessee and Harvard are two different institutions, and there's a greater drag at the University of Tennessee than it is at Harvard. Well, I mean, Clayton, you sort of chimed in. How, I mean, what, how would this affirmative action decision, why is that concerning for college sports? I, I don't understand. I, I really don't know how it is, honestly. I mean... You look at the well, ma- you look at the makeup of the University of Tennessee football team. I, I'd say that the majority is African Americans. Exactly. I mean, is there what about what about a Caucasian student that wants to play on the football team? Yeah, I mean, I I guess they could sue, but uh, <laughs> are they going to sue? Well, I was a good halfback in high school. Why did yeah. that black player get chosen over me? Well, they certainly could claim that. I mean, but. You know, the answer is, uh, I mean, so, yeah, in order to get more white people playing football at the University of Tennessee, there would have to be an affirmative action program of some type because generally the black folks are just better players. Same thing know. Same thing with the NBA. Yeah. Uh, well, well you know, I, got, I got a solution to all that. Yeah? All the black players need to go to HBCUs. So segregation. If, if right. they don't, if they if they don't want to let us in, don't go. Go Se- to your, go to a school where you feel comfortable. Segregation and, and whatever. Well, that's all right. I mean, I, I, that's something to think about and talk about. But what we're talking about are these Supreme Court decisions, and we've hashed out pretty well the one where uh, you know they ruled that affirmative action couldn't be done at Harvard, the University of North Carolina, and by extension, all other colleges, universities in the nation uh, can't consider race in admissions uh, and, uh, and do affirmative action. However, like I said, the next, very next day, Harvard 
you know, says, no, you know, I mean, we're going to have a bright essay on how race affected our lives. And so, you know, we're going to, Harvard says, Nanny, Nanny, Boo Boo, we're going to just keep on doing the same thing we've always done. And I think that's what you're going to see with other colleges, universities around the nation. They, you know, this is just, it's impossible to enforce this decision. If I agree with you. Putting yeah. in an essay, writing an essay, Delk, I could write an essay and you can write an essay that's almost similar to me and it could not be true. Mine could be very well verified. Yours don't have to be verified. And and, and you could get selected over me writing an essay. Uh, because of? Because you have the content in your essay that's that's more racial oriented than mine. Oh, you're saying that the the college university click the essay and identify my race or your race and then use that in the admissions process. Right. Yeah. And that and yeah, that's I what's mean, gonna happen. Yeah, I mean if, if a college or university wants to do uh, affirmative action, you know, they're gonna figure out a way to do it and Nothing the court says they'll stop it. You know, it's just not enforceable. All right, but let's go back. So there were two other decisions that that the liberals and conservatives are both just having a meltdown. All right, I've already, I think we've already concluded the affirmative action decision is not going to affect anybody much at all, if at all. All right, the other one that we were talking about was the uh, uh, one about the uh, internet service. Or, inter- or web designing folks, I believe, out in Colorado, who uh, did not want to provide uh, internet web design uh, uh, services to, uh, I guess, gay folks, right, Mr. York? Yeah, yeah. They they claimed okay. they wouldn't. It was against their religion or to to even engage in doing a website for a gay a person. And the court ruled that they didn't have to under their uh, First Amendment freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and the court ruled they didn't have to provide those Internet design services. All right. let's. Uh, and we've got one other decision, uh, the one about student loan repayments that has gotten a lot of discussion. So let's come back on the other side and talk about those two we haven't talked about much. The, the uh, affirmative act, no, not the affirmative the one about uh, gay folks and internet design services and the one about student loans. Those are the ones. Let's cover those in the last segment. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Heller's here. Heatwave Heroes are keeping you from getting burned this summer. If you know you need an AC replacement, don't wait until it breaks down and you're sweating it out. Our Heatwave Heroes are saving the day with hot deals to keep you cool. Get a free UV light and free electronic air cleaner when you purchase select new HVAC systems this month. Don't wait until you need rescuing. Call the Heatwave Heroes. Visit happyhiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening.
Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's our Monday edition of Three News with a View. Uh, tomorrow, Kennedy Broadcasting Company, WKOM, WKOM will be closed uh, in observance of the 4th of July. And we will be back with you on Wednesday. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody out there. All right, we're going to talk about these Supreme Court decisions handed down Friday that have the left and the right, you know, variously doing a happy dance or, you know, or upset, saying it's going to ruin our world. And I think, you know, Mr. York and Clayton and I have all pretty much come to the agreement that the affirmative action decision is really not going to change anything. Uh, so let's talk about the one about the uh, Internet's web design service out in Colorado who uh, did not, because of religious reasons, did not want to provide services to a gay person. Well, are gay people who want to get internet web design going to have a hard time finding web design services? Uh, Do gay people really want to have uh, somebody who dislikes them uh, or has an antipathy toward them because of religious beliefs, do they really want them to be their web designer? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, uh, I agree with that. Yeah. Cause if you don't want me in your restaurant, I'm not going to spend a darn dime there. Well, it, I understood. Uh, but there is a difference between, uh, uh you know, it, it is still illegal and, this decision doesn't change a thing. There's a difference between providing a concrete, you know, service or uh, item to someone and some doing something that involves speech, creativity. That's the distinction the court's drawn. You know, you still cannot deny service to a black person at a lunch counter. You still can't do what they used to do and have separate, you know, restrooms for blacks and whites or separate seating in theaters. You just can't do that. And this decision does not affect any of that at all, despite the liberals on TV screaming and hollering that it does. This only applies. You you can't force another person to speak in any way. And so that's, that would, you know, that would involve. So am, am I making sense? When you, when you, all right, let's yeah. say. Yeah, but Del, my my issue too is why why was it not a real occurrence? This was not a real occurrence, according to all the reports I've read. It was it was something they thought might happen. Well, again, I don't know about Colorado law. I mean, you, in certain cases, in and it varies from state to state, Mr. York, you can seek a declaratory judgment where, you know, in this case, the the respondent, the petitioner was this web service provider, and the respondent uh, was uh, the state of Colorado. And the web service provider alleged that their, their speech, their religious uh, beliefs were being chilled by this Colorado law, which said that, you know, web service providers, among other people, 
had to provide service to all comers, including gay folks. Now, you know, let me draw a distinction here. I'm not doing a good job of it between, you know, a, a product, a concrete product, and speech. Now, if this, if all these folks were doing is selling an internet program, let's say Windows, you know, you cannot. Microsoft cannot say no. You're black or you're gay, and I don't want to sell you Windows. That is, that is a, a defined product, and and you cannot discriminate against gays or blacks or anybody else when you're selling a computer program. Okay, a, a defined program like Microsoft Windows. Now, a custom program written specifically for a client, that's sort of what a web design service does. Now, that possibly could be speech, okay? But if, if you're just selling them a an off-the-shelf computer program, you can't discriminate. So you're saying if, if, if the person has to design a program based on uh, the customer's demands, I want this in the program and this in the program and that in the program, then it violates that person's right in, in terms of free speech? Uh, well, that's you have to get to that point first. You have to analyze it further as to what speech, uh, you know, the, the programmer uh, didn't want to provide and why and what the customer wanted. Yes, you, you've got to have some kind of custom programming. I mean, that that's just the first element of the analysis, I think, Mr. But, but it seems to me if if I'm paying or, the, or the, the gay person is paying that particular designer to write certain things, then they are obligated, and I guess this is what you're saying, obligated to write what that gay person wants in that design. Uh, well, that would be, you know, say the, the customer wanted an interactive uh, program on, you know, on gay, uh, you know, the lives of gay people, you know, to help to further understanding of what it's like to be gay in the world today. You know, no, the program writer uh, could assert a religious uh, objection to that, and that would be free speech. The programmer doesn't have to do that. Uh, so yes, but on the other hand, if there was an off the shelf interactive program on, um, you know, look, just like you buy a program at Walmart, an off the shelf interactive program, you know, written by Microsoft, a million, two million, three million copies have been made, you know, whatever. And then, you know, you, you can't. You can't, uh, you know, you, you you can't discriminate as to who buys that. Yeah. So, in other words, if if there's a pint of whiskey on the shelf and that gay person wants it, the the person can sell him that pint of whiskey. But if the gay person say, "I want you to make me a pint of whiskey and I want you to mix this, this, and this," the person could object and say, "I'm not doing it because you're gay, right?" Uh, no, there'd have to be something more to it than that. You, you, uh, you know, I don't know what you, I don't know how you could, I mean, I, I, I don't see how you can say mixing this, this, and this. Uh, well, that's the same thing as you, you're giving an example of a product. If it's a product on the shelf of the designer, 
for the for the well, computer you know, country. I, I think maybe you may be in a gray area there because uh, uh, I haven't read this decision yet, and that may be a all right. Okay, if they want to buy a pint of whiskey or George Dickel, whatever, you got to sell it to them. But if they say mix this, this, and this, and the guy who's doing the mixing doesn't want to mix it because the guy who wants it mixed is gay. Um, you know, I'm not. We we would have to read that decision and see where <laughs> and see where subsequent decisions come down. I, I I'm not sure about that one, Mr. York. I, that yeah. that that's a gray area, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's what we're going to wind up with with the Supreme Court decision, a whole bunch of gray. And that's why I think we're going to have a whole lot of cases that people just want to aggravate the social system of this country, and they're going to well, keep filing lawsuits, you know? Supreme Court decisions always beg questions, and it often takes years for lower courts to figure out, you know, what the ramifications and implications of the Supreme Court decision may have been in various other fact settings, and sometimes the same issue or issues close to that may have to go back to the Supreme Court. That's the way it works. Uh, you know, I never have been, you know, a lot of lawyers, lawsuits just love that. It's like a, watching a sporting event for them, you know, to try to figure all that stuff out. All right. The other decision is the only one Ooh, and we're about out of time. The only one that I think actually may affect people's lives in some way, and that would be the one on student loans. Everybody we know has got a student loan. Uh, people are having a hard time paying them. And the so this, the student loans are a big deal, unlike the other decisions. They do and will affect our everyday lives. Um, now, let's be careful again though that this decision may have no effect whatsoever the court held that Biden could not as the president of the United States he could not say that the debt is just void you know take it off the books you don't owe it anymore he, they said you can't the president, the president of the United States cannot do that because the statute doesn't allow it what they did not rule, though, is that the executive branch, Biden, has to collect student loan debt. And this is more like the that would be more akin to the ruling uh, that we just saw on immigration, where the Supreme Court ruled, you know, some they were, they were suing to have the Biden administration enforce the immigration laws and deport more people. And the Supreme Court said, no, uh, the chief executive is entitled to set priorities on whom they wish to deport or not. And so similarly, and, and, and the liberals took that as a big victory. Similarly, the, the administration, although they can't void the debt, they can decide, they can prioritize what student loan debt they wish to collect or not, if ever. Go ahead, Mr. Yeah. What gets me is that the, the states, I'm trying to figure out what interest or what standing did the states have to file this lawsuit against uh, uh, Joe Biden and, and administration on on this uh, voiding the, the student loans? Because 
that is that is an investment in humanity. That is an investment in human capital if that were allowed to happen. So what well, is the, what was the state's interest in that particular lawsuit? I, I don't understand. I, I'm not aware of who the plaintiffs were or how they achieved standing. I, I don't know, Mr. Uh What I will say, though, what Congress has enacted, which I think is wrong, is they rule that you can't take bankruptcy on student. No, the Congress passed and the president signed. I'm not sure which Congress and I'm not sure which president, but they made student loans non-dischargeable in bankruptcy. You know, that's that's why we got a problem. And well, the, the other problem, Delk, is that so many Republicans in Congress say don't do it. And they all took PPP loans and they to the tune of about seven hundred and sixty billion dollars. And they were uh, uh, void. And Mark Green here in Tennessee got a seventy three hundred dollar loan and his was relieved. Well, and again, though, those were allowed by Congress. But what Congress doesn't allow is for you to take back, put discharge a student loan in bankruptcy and that's just wrong we're about out of here but you know that's a bankruptcy federal bankruptcy court can declare a debt void and discharge and they are the experts in determining whether or not somebody is able to repay a debt a little bit all of it we'll be back tomorrow happy fourth we'll continue this tomorrow Del. yeah let's do it i mean wednesday okay happy fourth everybody all right, there you go. Get your fifth. <laughs> there you go. There we go.